Wampus Reynolds. How have you been? I've been doing okay. It's uh it's been uh kind of a slog of an April. Um yeah. Just it's not going smoothly, but but we'll let that be okay. Well, I'm glad that you were able to to uh, join us for not spiral. Why don't we tell the fine folks what Not Spiral is? Not Spiral is the Thought Spiral podcast recap podcast uh, hosted every week by me, Wampus Reynolds, and you. Dan Wade. And Thought Spiral is hosted by Josh Elvis Weinstein and Andy. Andy, a dirty, rotten swindler. Yes, and this was... uh, test show 305 so this is rough draft 305 from us and it started off with a bang with a heck of a a crazy story by andy kindler yeah this this was what i only listened once so i'm a little lost he he encountered a homeless man yes tell tell the story please okay as because i started getting it mixed up with Andy running away from the black guy. Okay. Uh, This is, uh, and as usual, Andy's uh, telling the story is kind of uh, all over the place. But I guess he was on one of his long walks, uh, walking along the Los Angeles River. And uh, and he had his headphones in. And a, a man from... A, a distance away was waving his arms at him and then came up to him and Andy's reaction was to reach in his wallet and just hand him a $20 <laughs> bill. Oh, that's right. Cause Josh said, you got to get that out of the wallet. You need to yeah. have bills handy. Yeah. And, uh, and so the, the guy was kind of taken by surprise by just the immediate money. But then he said, Hey, can you watch my stuff real quick? And then he ran off, you know, in some hole in the fence for a minute and came back. Um, Probably to buy drugs is my guess or to relieve himself. But uh, but then he told uh, he told Andy a joke. And that is, why can't you take a leak at a Beatles concert? And the answer is. Because there's no God. Now, <laughs> I did not put two and two together that it was it was the guy telling that joke. I thought he stumbled was, on that online. No, it was the guy who told him that. And <laughs> I have to tell you, that's a twenty dollar uh, experience. There, I, heck, I would not. That's a heck of a that that joke would go over well at Fairweather Friends. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there be some applause. It, yes, we 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 don't so go around that, stealing jokes. We're we're not locker room talk. We don't steal jokes. No, but that <laughs> would that would that would kill. But uh, Andy related it, and Josh offered empathy and said, "You know, I I might have 
capitulated to something, not $20, but something. And, and, uh, yeah, it was a, a bang up beginning. Now we, we've talked before about the, the, the cast of characters that, that, that wanders the streets of Norman, uh, Yes, you know, that uh, Mr. Reagan shut down the uh, the, uh, the mental hospital, and you know, ever since then, Norman has had its collection of walkabouts. Um, yeah, it, it, is it the way I I have lived in Norman since the nineties? Is it still that way? Well, uh, right now, um, the homeless population is very high um as it is at most places uh there's a crisis basically going on and uh well as long as it doesn't touch my home equity but uh my and just having a business downtown you know i you know the shelter is downtown so we see yeah. them um and i think a, a, a good majority of the people well, no, I can't even say that. There's just different situations. I was going to say there was addiction issues, but, you know, I don't know. I'm just, mm -hmm. that would be just me guessing. So, um, but in the colorful, there's a, there's a couple of colorful characters still around. Um, I, 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 I've always admired uh, in downtown Norman, uh, the organization Food and Shelter, uh, used to be called food for friends and food and shelter for friends. Uh, they've always uh, had, they, it's never been a place where, where, where people have proselytized that, that the people who manage the place always refer to the people who come in for food as their customers. Um, I, I, I've always liked that organization. Yeah, they do a good job. Um, I have a friend who works there and you know, it, they, uh, they have to deal with things that I, I don't, you know, and, uh, and how they handle these situations is, is admirable. So yeah, big ups. When, when I worked in downtown Oklahoma city, there was, we, we had our regulars and I got to the point where I had, you know, Josh talked about keep some some money in your front pocket. I I got to the point where I would carry around two dollar bills, and uh, one guy was just so smitten with that. It's <laughs> like I can't spend this. Look at this thing. <laughs> that you know, also from a practical standpoint, you know, if you give a dollar, you get the stink eye, and if you keep giving five dollars, that adds up real fast. But a two dollar bill that 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 that's the magic currency. I like it. Yeah. That's a uh, good thing to remember next time I'm at the uh, bank. Yeah. The, the first uh, thing in my notes from this week is Josh yelling, I'm having chest pains, which is a reference that Andy did not pick up. And anyone younger than us is probably not going to pick up. Uh, but I'm having chest pains. And the accent that Josh used uh, was the, the, the second part of the I've fallen and I can't get up. Uh, commercial. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, not not laughing at falls or at chest pains, but at, at the the overacting in both of those. Um, so it it was 
I, I felt a little more nostalgic in, in my uh, in my heart, so to speak, when Josh yelled, "I'm having chest pains." Yes, we heard uh, the, we heard the long version of the five dollar bill stapled to the trigonometry test story, which yes. Josh has told a couple times before, and it it gets better every time he tells it. I did like that he broke kayfabe and uh, admitted that the the teacher gave him the money back after class or a day later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do like uh, that it, it's become legendary. I guess I get my guess is when he sees people who were in that class, that is what they want to talk about. I, I, uh, I would think so. Yeah. Um, I liked the Bert Kreischer Sting comparison that went on. Um, I'm sorry, say that again? Uh, when, it was uh, talk of, when, of Andy's recapping of the Andy Summers documentary. Oh, yes. Of the police. and that, And then just how Sting was shirtless all the time. Which he was like, I couldn't do stand up shirtless. And then they mentioned Bert Kreischer. And Josh pointed out, well, there's a, a definite difference between Bert Kreischer being shirtless and Sting being shirtless. You're, you're going to have to tell me who Bert Kreischer is. Bert Kreischer is a, a comedian. He is known for uh, his story, The Machine. This is a big famous bit. But um, he. He's uh, very likable. Uh, National Lampoon's Van Wilder is actually based on him okay. because he was a party guy in, at Florida State and happened to be written about by Rolling Stone. But uh, he uh, he's a decent comedian, but his his gimmick is he comes out and he takes off his shirt. And he's a, he's a fat guy, you know. He, he's a just... <laughs> He's just, you know, it's just a kind of his uh, tip off that he doesn't have shame. So, okay. but uh, yeah, his physique's very different. Um, I could not believe that Andy didn't know that Stuart Copeland was a bit of a blowhard as as well as Sting. <laughs> yeah, I, I I come across that. I also did not realize that he was American. Yeah, that shocked. And uh, the other thing about Stuart Copeland is if you watch those police, uh, he, if you measured the beats per minute. I'm sorry. A, Just the way you say, oh, if you watch those police. Yeah. <laughs> but it, those shows, if you measured the beats per minute of, at the first of a, of a police song mm-hmm. versus the end, Stuart Stuart gets bored and speeds it up. <laughs> I, I'm guilty of that myself, which is why I know better than to be a drummer. Yeah. He does not hold a steady count, I don't think. I will, Incredible. I will, have, to, I will have to listen to him that. Um, I, I, I loved when Andy had to come up with uh, the name of a character from The Wire. And the name he came up with was Sniffer Bradley. 
<laughs> I'm glad you wrote that down. I, I forgot to write that down. I, I, I pulled over to write down Sniffer Bradley. <laughs> Sniffer Bradley. Uh, another good Andy creative thing was when he was doing an example of a uh, turgid writing and said, I nosed my sedan onto sunset. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, well done. I think he had that in his pocket. Um, what else uh, was there? there? There, there was, and I can't believe that I had not put the two and two together here. The, the, uh, the mashup between Wild Wild West and, uh, and pump it up. Uh, pump it up. Oh, Can, yeah! I cannot believe I had not put two and two together there. Yeah, well, although, I although Andy that. seemed to be more familiar with Will Smith's Wild Wild West, yeah, than Escape Club's version. Uh, yeah, I knew that because I knew Pump It Up pretty well. Um, it was on a a, a mixtape that we would play in in the kitchen of the restaurant I worked, uh-huh. and so when that Escape Club song came on. It was it, yeah. It was like oh my god, <laughs> it's uncanny. Um, we learned that Susan's uncle was was uh, Jack Warner's like right hand man. Yeah, how had that not come up before? And his name is Abdul. Yes, that was yeah, pretty fascinating stuff there. Yeah, I want to hear more about that. I think they should press him on the issue there. Um, there was some very good uh, conversation about Elon Musk. Um, Josh had a couple of zingers there. One saying that our tycoons used to have an air of mystery about them. Yeah. Uh, and then he said, we've all met this guy before. Everyone has met someone with Elon Musk's personality. Yeah, and, and almost everyone has then kept their distance because it's not a pleasant presence to be around. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk to about uh, Twitter, you know, because we're both uh, quitters of Twitter, Twitter quitters. And I lurk today. Yeah. I today I even replied to something that Alex Sanchez wrote because I, I, I couldn't resist the pun that he just oh, left yeah. hanging there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for, for all practical purposes, I am off. Now, have you ever, have you heard the, the kind of the Nazi bar analogy uh, to these social media platforms? No. Well, so the story is, someone's at a bar and having a drink and someone comes in and orders a drink and the bartender says, you can't, I'm not serving you. Get out, get out. And they had done nothing and they protest a little, but they hold firm and leave. And the person, the other person at the bar is like, why, what was that? And he goes, that guy had the patch of this Nazi biker gang and said, you cannot, we cannot allow them, you know, even have a drink. Because once one Nazi drinks here, you're a Nazi bar. Mm. And the story is once you tolerate Nazis on a social media platform, your social media platform becomes a Nazi thing. 
Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to gatekeep when there's millions of users for sure. But um, yeah, I would, I, I'm sure Josh would have a thoughtful rebuttal to that, that, I mean, I, I think in, in both their cases, you know, the, the, their their business relies on having a large audience. Yeah, having um, a large audience and interaction. And yeah, so, yeah I, I, I kind of give them a pass for someone like me that doesn't need it. Yeah. There, there, there's nothing. Yeah. That me. Now, that it, being it, said, yeah. uh, Twitter in its heyday was very important for me. Um, yeah, as as I was, you know, expanding my social circle, um, there are a lot of people. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yourself included, that I met exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would have known and the right right platform at the right time. And I'd say it's actually, you know, it actually got me a couple of uh, gigs. You know, so yep. it's uh, it's. Uh, I hope something else can sub in or be a better version at some I, point. Yeah, I don't see how it can. But yeah. you know, Sightgeist is a funny thing. And it's something that I cannot control. There were a couple of invitations that I got a kick out of on, on this. Uh someone brought up I, I think Marvel superheroes and Josh said, Hey, I was just bitten by a spider. And Andy replied with, Now who are you supposed to be there? <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> which led to an imitation of Andy by Josh that was even better. And then Andy attempted to uh, imitate both uh, Hulhauser and Jimmy Stewart, uh, <laughs> and he did his Jimmy Stewart first, uh, at which Josh replied, "Okay, now do your Jimmy Stewart." Yeah, <laughs> classic. Classic. Um, shoot, what else this week? What else this week? Because we've got other uh, stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah, the only I I wrote down a few things, but the only the most important was the detail, and I do like this about how Josh's duck was so good that uh, that Allison brought it up the next day, and that is always such a satisfying. Oh, that's thing. the goal. Every every time that's the goal. Yeah, that's to hear to hear about your meal later. It's it's it feels good. Uh, when when my uh, when my father in law was alive, I uh, got in the habit of making a prime rib for Father's Day, and uh, that's all he would talk about. That's all he would talk about for a week. Is that prime rib? Oh, that's that's fantastic. Well, uh, we gave each other some homework. We did. We we didn't watch a movie and give our take, but uh, I enjoyed last week's uh, top five list so much. And I thought we keep that up. Yeah. And one of the the uh, listeners asked a question that was, um, "What is a song in another language that you thoroughly enjoy?" And I was so taken aback by that question that I thought we would each uh, do a top five song. Not top five songs, but five songs in other languages that, that really speak yeah. to us. 
Uh, and we have prepared this as a Spotify playlist. So the link is in the notes. But, nice. But let, let, let's go through these one, one by one. If you'll give your first one, and we'll just go back and forth. Okay. Well, my first choice was uh, Georges Benjour, um, the famous Brazilian singer with Ponta de Lancha Africano. And I love all of his songs. I mean, he's been incredible. But uh, this one has a call and response I really dig. That da 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 Yeah. It, it reminded me of, of that, uh, that, uh, that old uh, movie trailer that Tarantino likes to put at the start of his movies. Had a very similar riff to that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I like that a lot. I, I did not, uh, I did not know this artist before, so I'm very glad that you introduced me to him. Yeah, he he's w- one of the world greats. I uh, yeah, have fun exploring, and you, and there will be things you recognize from him. Okay. That, okay. Uh, my my first one is by the French ska band Les Satellites. Uh, Les Petites Voitures, um, their 1993 album Four. Uh, I I wore that out uh, during my my time as an exchange student. Um, really, really clever stuff by Sadly. I love that album a lot. Uh, yeah, I I just made a, I added the album to my favorite so I can uh, study it. You'll uh, you'll enjoy. There, there's a song called Renard, which means fox, and they attempt to sing in English, and their English is just uh, abysmal. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, my second choice was the Liji Dao sisters. Uh, they are Nigerian, I think they're twins, Nigerian gals, and this is from maybe the early 80s. Okay. And the title is Come On Home, but they're singing in uh, Yoruba. And it's, this is one I discovered during the pandemic. I don't remember how, but it is just uh, a happy, beautiful song. Yeah, it was really, really beautiful stuff. Uh, my number two was Bebel Gilberto. Uh, excuse my Portuguese, but Samba da Bencao. Um, is a kind of a story be, behind this album. You know, this, uh, the the critics loved this when, when it came out. Um, I have, I follow on Facebook my high school Spanish teacher. I didn't even take take Spanish, but she was such a cool lady that 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 I, I followed her and kept in touch. And she mentioned uh, the album Gets Gilberto and how much she liked that. And I responded with, "Hey, if you like that, um, their daughter." has an album and mm-hmm. gave her a link to to Bevel Gilberto. <laughs> uh, and she wrote me back the next day and said, it was more polite than this, but basically she thanked me for getting her laid the night before. <laughs> so great, great Brazilian uh, makeup. From yeah. Bevel. I, I have to say maybe Brazil, maybe the best country for music. You know, just besides, you know, my my allegiance to my own country. But I just think Brazil has some great things. Uh, yeah, I, my- I, I've, I've, I've made the bold prediction 
online that in a hundred years we won't remember Michael Jackson's Billy Jean, but we will remember Caetano Veloso's Billy Jean. That's yeah, that's bold. Might be true. Um, my third song was uh, "The World Is Spinning" at forty-five RPM by Pizzicato Five, and. Pizzicato Five uh, is this Japanese duo that were big in the 90s. Uh, they got signed to Columbia Records and then also put out stuff on Matador. So Matador would have, you know, these indie rock white boy bands, you mm-hmm. know, guys not trying too hard. And then this kind of space age cocktail, you know, runway music. And, uh, yeah, this one I I just I really it's a it's a nice poppy thing. Yeah, very nice. Uh, my third, and again, help me with pronunciation here. Uh, Olson Olson by how do you pronounce this band? By what? How do you pronounce this band? Oh, I, I'm not looking at it. Hold on. Sigaros, Sigaros. Oh, Sugar Sugar Rose. I, I always called him Sugar Ray. That yeah. always won me points at, at guest room records um <laughs> but I, I i just love the this whole album um and uh it's one that that uh my dad loved a lot and it's one that my dog hated <laughs> my dog would go nuts until i turned it off now isn't this a made-up language they sing it, in? it is uh yeah which I'm glad I learned that before I started really diving into it and going, I'm going to learn Icelandic. Uh, but yeah, it's <laughs> basically a made-up language that they do on this. It's pretty amazing. Um, my fourth song was uh, 6 a.m. Julander Sher or Sherry by Corner Shop, who um, are a British group um, mm-hmm. of Pakistani and Indian immigrants. And the and I maybe they're second generation, but uh, this uh, is just a blend of um, hello. Okay, so sure, it's a blend of uh, you know, like kind of Brit pop and sitar music, and yeah, it's just it's a, it's its own unique thing. I'm glad you included this one. I, I knew that their big album when I was born for the what, seventh time, uh, but I did not know this particular track. Uh, yeah. I and guess it's off of it, a different album. And this is one I heard at a club once, like at a punk club between bands in LA. And I loved it and I couldn't find it until like the mid 2000s. I heard someone play it and was so excited. So, you know, <laughs> Our, our younger listeners don't understand the struggle of hearing a song oh. and then having to wait years. Yeah. Uh, they will not know. Um, for, for instance, yeah. uh, Corner Shop played uh, Brimful of Asha on, I think, Letterman. And okay. I was so taken aback by it. But, uh, you know, we were watching TV with the captions on because we had a baby. And on, on the captions... They were listed as pork chop. Oh no! <laughs> so it took me years 
because I'm not going around asking, hey, who sings Brimful Ash? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's not like I knew Ferris and I could call Ferris and say, who sings that 45 song? But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it took me a long time to find this guy. It's a real thrill to, to discover that. Kids, you don't know the struggle. No. What was uh, your fourth one? My number four is Ayonha by Hamid Al-Shairi. Uh, you can find this off of, I think, like volume four of the uh, anthology Habibi Funk. Habibi Funk is just really, really great uh, Egyptian and Libyan synth pop. I think they've got some Lebanese in there as well. Um, I had some summer interns this last year, and this, we were driving around. I'd say, all right, what are we, where are we going to listen to today? And one of them said, anything but Habibi Funk. Oh, God. <laughs> so, all right. But uh, this is, I, if you didn't know better, you'd think this was an average track. It's just a really, really groovy piece of synth pop. It, yeah. This was uh, maybe my favorite pick of yours. I, I really liked that that song and it's it's a whole world i'm not familiar with and then my fifth choice was a classic mm -hmm. bertolt brecht with i'm going to just say mac the knife right uh just how he rolls his r's just gives me chills now i i know just the basics about Tupini opera and, and bertolt brecht uh and i had never heard this before um, you know, I, uh, you know, for a couple of years, I had, uh, Ella Fitzgerald in Berlin on heavy rotation where she does, you know, her improvised version of that. Yeah. And I, I remember the liner notes and talking about how extraordinary it was for a woman of color in 1959 to be singing that song in Berlin. And, uh, I suppose I don't know the cultural significance of Bertolt Brecht. Um, I, was he yeah. Jewish? What, I, what, what, what's no, I, the story I, here? I really don't know the backstory. I just, I just know that it's the song of a killer, and it's uh, the the style of that vocalization is just uh, it will stick in my head for days. What, what was your last choice? Uh, my last choice is uh, San Antonio singer Tish Inahosa, uh, her song Akea Noche uh, from an album of the same name. This was just a, uh, a concert that she did in Austin, uh, and, and Tish just has a lovely voice, and uh, she sings low enough that I can understand the Spanish. So I, 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 I really enjoyed that. But, but that whole album, she, she goes back and forth between Mexican folk songs, and then she does some Paul Simon stuff and some originals. It's just a lovely album. All right, I'm going to explore it. I liked uh, this homework. I think we need to keep on the top yeah. five. Yeah, I, I think so too. So everyone, uh, click on the playlist, and, and we'll go from there. Yeah. Now, uh, we forgot the best part of the show, and that was your question. I didn't want to bring it up, but uh, I, I thanked Josh later uh, for uh, playing an excellent game of T-ball there. Yeah. Because I, 
I, I knew that they closed the window on questions at 12 p.m. on Friday. So I set an alarm a week <laughs> before for 11.55 a.m. So I would be sure that I'd have the last question. And so, and the last question was how, how to gracefully leave in, in the show because we don't. And, and, and how do we? And Josh's response was 